This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Richard! Yo! What's up, sir? Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I have this thing on my mind forever. Mr. Ramper, I don't know if you guys know him from Arthur. The Who? teacher, Mr. Ramper. Oh, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, the teacher on Arthur. Yeah. Now, the thing about it is... Arthur that balls his fist up. Yes, it gets the, me off. The aardvark. Or is he an anteater? Well, I think he's an anteater. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but Mr. Ramper now has a husband. He's gay. Now, I, I don't have a problem with this. I personally, you know, care less. But I feel like they push a lot of agendas on kids oh, that Lord. kids don't need to have on their plate right now. And I understand, you know, it's equality for everybody and what's not. But at the end of the day, it's not for us. It's for the kids. So we shouldn't even be butting ourselves into certain situations. The, know, Lion, like, um, the Lion King is not for the kids, sir. Okay, the Lion King is for uh, everybody. The not... old one, the first one was for us. Now the newer version is for the kids. The it's first no one is a cartoon. Is a cartoon sir. What are you talking about? The first one is a cartoon. The new one is a live-action film that looks like a horror movie. The newer version is for the kids. No way. It's the no. same movie. It just, it just, it's like a picture of red Kool Aid with no sugar in it. That's all. No, it don't have no. The new one has no soul to it. Okay. Well, I guess if that's that's your opinion. Is your opinion. Uh, by the way, strong man, I love your books, man. I read them both. Man. Thank you, sir. So I appreciate you. Doing a good thing, man. And be keep it up with the seminars, man. You guys are awesome. Angela, you're not there, but stay beautiful. I'm here. She's there. Right. Okay, well, thank you for being there. I appreciate you guys. Well, thank, guys thank you, sir. Thank, thank you. Rick! Yo, what's up, baby? Good morning. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, what's Rick. What's up, King? So, so I'm going to do this on, on behalf of all the people that listen to you guys in the morning. Stop being late, man. Mm-hmm. You have to set the tone for people's morning every morning. You have to set the tone for the day for people that listen to I'm you I'm not guys. late. Stop. Not you, Angela. Not you. I'm talking to Charlemagne especially. Stop being late. Stop coming in late, because a lot of people out here listen to you guys, set the tone for our morning, and how we get to work. And when you're not here for those couple of minutes, y'all throw us off, and we be having bad days, man. So stop being late, man. Bro, you got you got Angela Yee. You got Angela Yee, bro. Bro, you got Angela Yee. I think we all have a responsibility to be on time and be respectful to our listeners. And how you take this, Charlemagne, is going to determine how people listen to you going forward. Mm -hmm. You be late all the time, bro. I understand people be late to work and there be circumstances, but you be late all the time. And it's almost like you're taking the the audience for granted. So on behalf of my brother, my brother. Can I, I'm gonna tell the audience. I'm gonna tell the audience this for the millionth time. My 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 clock says my contract says I get here six oh five. Yep. I don't know what to tell y'all. And I just changed mine yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Antonio from L.A. Antonio from L.A., man. Get it off your chest. Hey, first off, I just want to say thank you for accepting my call. Me and my girlfriend, Desire, I love you. I, I, uh, I hear you guys all the time, and I'm really happy to be on here. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Malachi. Yes. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Oh, I can't take these lying behind brothers, y'all. I can't take it. Who lied on you, bro? Um, they all lying. 
they talking about they don't have a girl, they by themselves, they single. Come to find out they have a whole situation. Are you talking about, oh, you talking about the, the guys you be dating? Yeah, well, I don't date them. You know, you meet them out here, and I, I put all my stuff on the table. I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. One thing you get at 50 is clarity. It's either hell yes or hell no. And Maybe I'll they just don't the like you, bro. Well, that's that why they're hollering at me. Right. Oh, they, 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 they hollering. But my thing is, I'm 51 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for games. You're you know? not trying to be nobody's side piece. No, he said he's 50 years old. 51. And if you do have something, let me know so I can move on. Oh, okay. I ain't gonna nah, you, you. I don't got nobody. Da, da, da. You know, I'm FBI at 51. You know, you got to search for your background checks. I'm not gonna lie, bro. You're too old to be out here chasing trades. You need to find I'm not you, trades. find you a man. You know, but you should know. I don't chase. I work. You I should know. know. Find, find you a nice little man and settle down, bro. You're too old He's to be out here chasing trades. It's I'm not his fault. He's being honest, and these people out here lying to him. Yeah. You're, you're a trade yeah. chaser. You want to do a show? Let's no, do a show no, called no, Trade no, Chase. No, 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 no. I never chase. Okay, they mm-hmm. chase me. You mm-hmm. tell them, honey. Chase. All right, okay. bro. I hope you find the right person. At least you know you shouldn't settle down. You got to find. I, I, absolutely. Like I said, at 50, it's either hell yeah or hell no. Well, you keep mm-hmm. going hard looking, all right? We hope you find the hell yeah. All right, bro. You too old at this point, though, bro. People want some new stocks to trade. My goodness. Right. Hello, who's this? Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Hey, hey good, good morning. morning. What's up, Nicole? Get it off your chest. I'm so happy, y'all. This is my last day at work for like a week and a half. I'm going on vacation. Oh, where I, you going? Where, yeah, where are you going? I'm going to Spain. Nice. Ooh, that's well, dope. I, I, walked by, I called. I got an insurance check, and I bought six to Spain. This is my trip to stay. Well, enjoy, mama. And I'm so happy. All right, thank you. We're happy for you. That's dope. I love things to look forward to. You got to plan a little vacation sometimes. Hello, who's this? Uh, This is Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. How y'all doing? Hey, Chandler, what's up, bro? I realized I'm old because I went to D.C., and was dancing, and my knees basically gave out where my knees, my bro had to hold me up. Welcome to my world. And, yeah, it's, it's bad, man. And then Southwest kind of ruined the day uh, day for us because we were supposed to take off at, like, 5 and get there at 6, and they pushed our flight all the way back to, like, 1130 at night for no reason, trying to say, oh, it was mechanical problems. But still, like, they kind of ruined the day. So bro. I'm call and vintage bro. So I can get a voucher. Bro, you said uh-huh. Southwest, bro. Yeah, you deserve what you it's get so when you fly Southwest. Southwest is just a bus in the sky. It's so cheap, though, man. And the bags. <laughs> yep, and you get what you pay That's for. That's why. Hello, who's this? Hello, my name is Lloyd. I'm calling all the way from Switzerland. Hey, Lloyd from Switzerland. What's up? Get it off your chest. I'm happy that I came through because I listen to the podcast all the time on my way to work. What time is it in Switzerland? Uh, it's noon. Noon. Okay. Well, I appre- yeah. we appreciate yeah, thank you. you for we appreciate you calling us and talking to us all the way from Switzerland. What you have for breakfast? Yeah, um, some fresh juice. Okay, I have some fresh juice right here. Yeah, I was waiting for you to send me some, but I guess it's far. <laughs> yeah, all right. so it might cost a lot more to ship it than well, to actually buy it. Well, yeah, thank you, bro. Exactly. <laughs> thank you for listening. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is Will. What's up, William? What's going on? I just wanted to get off my chest, man. I wanted to apologize to my wife for uh, for stepping out on her, you know, a little infidelity issues, man. I know black men don't cheat, and I am now part of the faithful black man don't cheat community. Now, how long ago did you cheat, sir? Yesterday. That was uh, it was about almost a year. Almost a year ago. Nope. You're not a part of the community yet, sir. Now, let me ask you a question. Nope. Uh, why are you apologizing now? Did she just find out? I'm apologizing. I actually, Ben was trying to call y'all, and, you know, it just, a I year. never knew what time I could call y'all. I'm in New Orleans. 
Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad that you're on the right path now, but you're not yet uh, approved to live in the faithful black male community, okay? Are you back in the crib? Uh, hey, look, one more thing. I want to uh, ask if y'all could get uh, Pastor Dino Jennings on the show. Uh, Google his name or YouTuber, man. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice brother, man. A nice pastor. I think y'all should have him on this show. Pastor Gino Jennings, G I N O. His last name is J E N N I N G S. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee. We got another good brother in here right now. He has a new album out called Long Live Love. I'll never forget the name of this album. Yeah, I know. Especially <laughs> today. <Listen. laughs> Kirk Franklin is here, ladies and gentlemen. It's good, dude. How are you, brother? I'm good, sir. How the man. hell do you stay looking so young, man? You vegan or something? I'm borderline. So when you, know? you say you are almost vegan, what are you, Presbyterian? <laughs> no. Not Presbyterian. That's church. Presbyterian. Presbyterian. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, as soon as you see me, as soon as you see that me. That was crazy. You know, I was, I was trying like, to figure what? it out. I was trying to figure out where we were yeah, going. I didn't understand what he was talking I about. I didn't know where we were going, but I was like, okay, well, I got to be on my feet, man. No. I got to be on my feet. So you're Presbyterian? Yeah. You know, first it was porn, then Presbyterian. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure that I'm ready. I'm trying to make sure I'm ready. There's a church that serves seafood on Sundays. It's Presbyterian, Presbyterian church. Are you ready? No, no, no. Um, it's, it's, I do maybe steak, um, you know, maybe like, once a month, got you, you know got you, and, and and you know some lean, yeah. you know like fillet, okay. you know, but outside of that, I do, uh, you know, like white fish mm -hmm. and uh, chicken. Okay, yeah. well, congratulations on the new album. Man, I started I'm listening honored. to it already. What I love about listening to your music it is, is con like you know, people always have this idea in their head. And I didn't know that you listened to my music. Thank you. That's really dope. Well, you know, of course, that. I got to prepare because you're coming, but I was in here jamming to it. Thank so you. So I Man, appreciate that means a lot. Thank you. That and congratulations on the BET Award nomination as well. Thank you. Was there a specific event that led you to name the album Long Live Love? Of course, of course. It's just very obvious where we are and just the climate of culture, mm -hmm. just the polarization and, and even my Christian brothers even across the aisle and, and their lack of empathy for uh, black and brown people and, mm. and, and, and not being able to understand that the creative love is challenging us to be able to learn how to love people that are not always the most lovable because we're at times not always the most lovable. When you say get rid of this lack of empathy, right, I start thinking about old white males. Yeah. Because I feel like they'll never have empathy just because they're so stuck in their ways. Like, a lot of it is racism. A lot of it is sexism. You see what's going on with the abortion ban. You see how they've yes. historically treated us. Yeah. When I, when you say get rid of uh, get rid of people with no empathy, it's like, do they got to die? Well, it's, uh, well, wow. Uh, it's, I think that the mindset does have to. Yeah. And, and even there were white men, uh, you know, that, that were abolitionists that contributed to to the betterment of black and brown people mm -hmm. at some point. But but at some point, you're right. It appears that if you're not asking the questions and engaging in a group of people that are not like you, you're not aware of what the systemic issues yes. now cause and create. And more people have to feel human the humanity of things. Like I was looking at how in conversion therapy and how they're starting to outlaw it in some places, but I can't even believe that's still legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's very embarrassing to think that we have to make people exactly the way that we think that they need to be to be able to do life with them. Mm -hmm. No one group of people will ever be monolithic. 
You know, everybody has different views, even inside of different communities. Right. But it's all about learning how to agree to disagree mm-hmm. and still letting love lead the narrative. You know, even when you say that, right? Like you. And about, I know that sounds like Disney World. No, but, but it's true. Yeah. Like, yeah. like even when you think about the Bible, right? I look at the Bible and I, and I've gotten older. I study the Bible, and you, you know, you can read things about you know uh, being gay is an abomination. Or you can read them when he said, I think he said. Jesus told him that your devil is the father when he was talking mm-hmm. to Jewish people. So people thought that was anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah. have homophobic yeah. stuff in the Bible. You have anti-Semitic stuff in the Bible. And it's like, this ain't love. This don't sound and like this no, is love God. And it's not homophobic stuff in the Bible. What it is, uh, is that there are men and women who have not necessarily been trained and to be able to exegete scripture, to be able to understand the totality of the text. Because um, if you are going to call one thing a sin in the Bible, you cannot eisegete that text and realize that pride, jealousy, mm-hmm. envy. Eating pork. <laughs> well, you know, that's Old Testament. You know, you know, it, it, it ain't saying that, Look you know, you. You give you some bacon. It's I don't eat bacon. It's I don't eat bacon because it swells you up. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny how we were just getting everywhere into this thing. But um, no, it's just weird because the Bible says all, it says all scriptures of God. Isn't that what it's saying? All scripture is God breathed. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. The, the whole piece about it being logos. And so, but, but what we have to understand also is that the canon of scripture still is coming from a place of a loving God. God is not built to hate gay people. The Bible is not a manual on how to hate gay people. Mm -hmm. And so if we continue to keep isolating these individual things and make that the premise of what God is and who God is, we're missing the standpoint is that there's room at the cross for all of us. And all of us got something. Mm -hmm. And to make your something bigger than my something is to miss how big the love and grace of God is. We got more with Kirk Franklin coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. What's up, it's Angela Yee. It's The Breakfast Club, and we have Kirk Franklin in the building. Now, Charlamagne, you have a question? How do you approach it when it comes to, you know, being in a, a certain position now, but then people want to pull up stuff from... 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm fine with that. Things you might have said, things you might have tweeted. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with talking about the broken parts of my life. I'm fine with talking about how I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to get right. I Listen, I can impress you talking about accomplishments, but I can impact you talking about my mistakes. Ooh. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) You said something like that. You said in 2017, you said millennials were leaving the church because we showed them our scriptures without showing them our scars. Amen. Amen. People want to see the gospel before they read it. Mm-hmm. And we've got to do better. That's why I'm very grateful, like as big as y'all are, like, you know, for, for y'all to allow, you know, somebody like me come through or Carl come through or Devon come through or John, you know, you know, like, like, you know, like this is the breakfast club. You I know, think people need that word. We but, gotta, you got to be a balance of ratchetness and righteousness. But yeah, <laughs> but y'all ain't got to do it, though. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, we do. Wow, I feel like God will punish us if we don't. I feel like when you, I feel like when you got a platform, and you know they say when you know when you got a platform and you you got a big stake in media, you control the minds of the masses. Like you can't That's just keep you can't though. just keep giving the masses. And our job is candy. to inspire, and, and we yeah, need it too. Medicine. So if we need it, then we feel like our audience needs it as well. It's, that's where it starts right there. If people and culture can find the things that people are doing and the things that you see that they don't have to do, mm-hmm. let's make that big. Let's make that huge. Let's celebrate. Because I'm telling you, man, what are our kids going to do in a world that if they make a mistake, they get canceled? Word. And then what about when it comes around to your time and you right. make a mistake? Because it definitely will come around to your turn. time. Everybody dude, gets a turn. Dude, everybody gets a turn to fall. 
But that's what growth is about, mm-hmm. falling, right? Mm-hmm. You are who you are. It's the byproduct of all of your lessons. Does Kirk Franklin love himself? Because you talked about album sales and feeling like if you didn't sell a certain amount of records, yeah. you didn't have no validation. Yeah, like, yeah. Does Kirk yeah. Franklin love himself? Like, what gives you validation now? Like, true validation. My kids. My kids and my wife, because, you know, they ain't getting paid to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't no woman gonna stay with you 23 years talking about that she proud of you and believe in you if she don't. And not after no 23 years. Maybe right, the right. first, you know, maybe maybe the first 23 months, maybe. Maybe. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe. you put her through a right. lot early on. Boy. Boy, did I take her through a lot. But, I mean, she married a bipolar Christian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, I just, I did not know how to do it. Like, my wife comes from a well, it's not a perfect family, but like my wife's daddy, like man, he is triple OG. I mean, you know, I mean, just a loving man. Like he married Tammy's mama, and Tammy's mama already had, you know, like three kids, and then you know, and 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 uh, and um, he was taking care of his four kids. And so when they got married, they had like seven kids, and he was at every one of their games, just super dude. And so she came to the table, a more healthier Strong. person, and she taught me how to fly. We we had a we had YG up here. I watched that. That was powerful. What did you think of that? Like you know, he questioned it. Yeah, like, like I had one powerful. of my homegirls, Kendra G, called me yesterday. Like, don't you ever question God? No. What loving father would turn away uh, uh, questions from their children? Right. Yeah. This is a dark world. Yeah, it wouldn't be reality if every time something misfortune, any type of misfortune happened, you automatically just accepted it as God's will. Yeah, yeah. and I see that's that's the thing. What Angela you said is exactly what I be. My point is, I'm like. I think sometimes things are just the absence of God. Like mm. like somebody is submitting their will to the devil. Mm. You know, like if somebody walks with you with a gun right now and blows your brains out, I don't think that was God's will for you. Wow, wow, wow. You know, that's some deep water because when you talk about the sovereignty of God and, and, and why God allows bad things to happen to good people, it's I don't always know why. And I'm not going to... Uh, take away the pain and anguish that people go through uh, when a mother loses her child. Is I don't think that that's the time to talk about. Well, heaven needed another angel. Yeah, it's uh-huh. like Man. that's just the most ignorant thing. Oh. In the world. Sometimes it's you'll like, never know why. Yeah, yeah, you know. But but you know what I've learned, Ange? What I don't know doesn't cancel out what I do know. Mm-hmm. We live in the now. We don't know what will be revealed just 10, 20, 30 years from now. Why this happened, why that happened, and how all things are working together for good. Because we are living in 2019. That is true. God is already in 2090. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And we don't know how the pain of then will be the beautiful platform for something else later on. We don't know. But while we're here, we are to weep with those that weep. Rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. That's why I love the title of your new album, Long Live Love, just because that's why I'm so big on the mental health thing, because I feel like, you know, brothers don't love... And I've been so proud of you, man. Bro, I've been so proud. Well, I'm proud of all y'all, man, just watching y'all, you know. But I'm so proud because I've seen mental health attack my family. I've seen mental health people try to shout it away, try to speak and tongue it away, and you are body and soul. And so to be able to uh, minister to the whole man, it's the right thing to do. And so I've been very proud of y'all, man. And uh, yeah, long live love. Yeah, we gotta we gotta love each other more. We gotta we gotta tell our brothers we value them, we appreciate yes. them. Yes, we yes, gotta do that. Yes. Well, right. congratulations on your consistency. Absolutely. In your Thank career, you. we always appreciate you coming through for Thank us. You. Thank, Thank you. you, Kirk. Thank you so long much. live love. It's out right now. It's Kirk Franklin. It's the Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it.
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about calling an older woman auntie or mama. Now, this came from a conversation from Oprah Gale and Ava DuVernay. You well, actually, actually, it? actually, it came from Van Lathan's Red Pill podcast. With uh, Ava DuVernay. Yeah, Ava DuVernay was on it, and she said that she don't like to be called auntie. Right, and then uh, she also had referenced that in O Magazine. She said, I cringe being called auntie or mama by anybody other than my nieces or godchildren. That's what Oprah said. Except if I'm in Africa, where it's the custom for everybody to refer to anyone older as sister or auntie, depending on the age difference. Now, listen, if they don't want to be called uh, something, you have to respect it. Uh, I, I, I also feel like if it's a tradition in Africa, then I don't see what the problem is with us as black people using it over here. But what my biggest problem with this whole conversation is I just don't like them putting a negative stigma on the word auntie. Like, the word auntie... Auntie is not synonymous oh, with old. You know what? I don't call anybody auntie or any of those things, but I'm also not the type of person to call somebody, that's my sister, that's my brother, unless it really is, but that's just how I've always been. Like, I, I don't really call people family members if they're not really my family members. Well, I have I have, I have, have a lot of sisters, and I call my brothers brothers because they are my brothers. Like, even if they're not, even if I don't mean it in that way, I'm just saying, yo, what's up, brother? How you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? How you doing, sister? In that way. But I just don't think that the word auntie is synonymous with old. Like, Taylor is in it. Taylor's 26 years old. She's somebody's aunt. You know what I'm saying? So why are you putting a negative stigma of oldness on the word yeah. aunt or auntie? I don't understand that. I agree with you. And I, and I, I don't think auntie's disrespectful. Even mama or ma, I don't think it's disrespectful. Well, they don't yeah. like it. I see your mom. I call your mama. <laughs> hey, mom, when I see you. And by the way, I don't hey, think ma. that's disrespectful. Y'all know I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Nose Carter. You know what I'm saying? I love Oprah. I love Gail. They're 60-something years old. Like, they're old. Like, they can get free pancakes at IHOP. Like, that's what well, it is. Up, what it, it is what Gail it is. Gail can, yeah. So, Gail got so, one more year. So it don't matter. It, no, 55, babe. 55. Really? Yeah, you 55. Call him that's what I call my boo. I call him Bay. <laughs> 55. You know what I'm well, saying? Just be and by the way, and by way I just around. don't call everybody bae. All right? Now, that's Apparently, one thing, that's one thing I bae? just don't do. All right? <laughs> but 55, you can get free pancakes okay. at IHOP. But I'm saying, it don't matter. Like, they're, like they, they got to get to the point where they're just, they have to accepting of the fact they are the elders. You understand what I'm saying? Now, Ava is only 46. So I can understand her feeling a way that they lumping her with the Oprahs and the Gales because Oprah and Gales 65, 64 years old. All right? But they are the elders. So they're going to get called auntie. They're going to get called OGs. I bet you they don't like OGs either. I, I bet like you if you call them OGs. And I think they, they do a they, they do a podcast called the OG Podcast. Oh, my God. It's somebody at own that got them doing the OG Podcast, and they think OG stand for Oprah and Gale. <laughs> they have up, no idea OG up, stand man. for old gangsters. <laughs> I guarantee up, it. Let's go I to the I guarantee phone lines. it. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. Is being called auntie or mama disrespectful? I feel like it is because um, a lot of girls, like, they'll post on social media like, oh, you trying to dress like me or you trying to look like me and live your best life, go sit down, auntie. And I'm 32. Okay. And they look older than me sometimes. So in that so in that like form, be funny. it does sound disrespectful. Sit down, auntie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes auntie, auntie got to sit her ass down. <laughs> auntie might be out here milling rocking looking crazy. <laughs> auntie got to sit down. That did sound disrespectful. <laughs> Ain't that wrong with telling auntie right. to sit her and ass I down? I do understand everything, not for everybody, but in that sense, it's disrespectful. So yeah. they yeah. might be That did sound disrespectful. Auntie trying to dress and act young. Sit down, auntie. Auntie, you look crazy in that fashion over, auntie. Yeah, that's how fashion over. Why can't auntie wear Fashion Nova. Auntie can wear Fashion Nova, and so can Mama. Hello, who's this? This is Ayana. Hey, Mama. Now, call us somebody, Auntie. I say Mama all the time. I can't stop. I can't help it. You can't stop. Is that disrespectful? 
doing God bless this morning. I just want to say I agree with Charlemagne to God. You know, it shouldn't be any negative connotation put on the word auntie or mom. You know what I mean? And especially if it's from our culture, you know, from our ancestors in Africa, we should um, bring it over to the States and represent. But Charlemagne, I do got to get on you this morning, though. You know, we're saying that um, Ava DuVernay needs to separate herself from um, Gail and Oprah because they might be the ones that old. Oh, you gotta find more user friendly words. You feel me? Like chore. Um, <laughs> man, How come on, man. User friendly. Like, stop, like, like, we, we got, we gotta knock this off. Like, like, old means it's an old is not. There's no. It shouldn't be negative connotations on the word old either. Like you're older. Yeah, we all gonna age. We all gonna age. We can't fight that. But you know, like, oh, I'm 45 years old. I got a son who's 29, and he likes to say that I'm old. Nah, bro, I ain't old. I just had you at a young age. How about I, experience? I, I, experience. I, I, I guarantee you, if a, if Ava DuVernay was trying to explain this situation, I had to turn that on here. No, nah, you old. I ain't old. You old. You almost 30 years old. All right, mama. Listen, I, I guarantee you, if Ava was trying to explain this situation, she wouldn't say, "Look, I'm 46." Oprah and Gail are way more mature than me. No, she would say, <laughs> I'm 46. Oprah and Gail are 20 years older than me. What do you mean? 20 years more mature than me. Oh, God. Okay. No, all right. Well, she wants to be cool. All right. Why are you hang up on a mature lady, man? Maturity don't got nothing to do with lady. age. You could be a 60-year-old immature person. You, you could hang up on a mama. You could be a 70-year-old. I didn't hang up on her. You could be a 70-year-old immature person, okay? You don't have to. The age, age, maturity don't got nothing to do with age. Goodness gracious. All right. We got rumors on the way. Well, well, listen, the moral of the story is <laughs> it's not what they call you. It's about that date you answer to on your goddamn birth certificate. All right. <laughs> okay. If you're born in the 40s, you're born in the 40s. Accept it. All right. Well, thank you, Auntie Charla. I, I'm Uncle Charla. And guess what? I can't <laughs> wait. I love it. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm telling you, yo, so many people dying young and don't get the chance to be called uncle I'm or auntie. You, man. man, please. I don't know. I'm just happy to be alive. Call me what you want to call me, but call me alive. That's baby. it. <laughs> Old ass alive. <laughs> That's, I can't. I, damn right. Matter of fact, a, I can't I'm wait to be that. Now. Wait, oh, man, when I get, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says that. Old ass alive. Wait till I'm sitting. <laughs> Watch. Watch. I just hope my kids don't put me in them big baggy jeans. Just keep me out of them big baggy jeans. Now, yeah, we you got can still the dress way. yourself, MB. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. I'm kind of confused this morning at this next guest. Why are you confused? Last time he came up as Post Malone. Yes. The time before that, he was uh, Takashi 6'9". I yes. thought he was going to come up as Kodak Black today. Nah, Joseph Sakura. Today? Tommy from Power. Tommy from Power. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, right. You see it? Yeah. <laughs> Gary Owen, ladies and gentlemen. Gary, what up? Yeah, what up? Does, that, does that happen often? You get mistaken for Joseph Sakura? I see it happen on social media, but in oh, real life. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I went, to, um, I went to Essence last year down in New Orleans, <laughs> and that's what I figured out. I said when Black women get really drunk. I turn into Tommy from Power. Wow. I never got stopped so much. Tommy! Tommy! And I'm like, I'm not him. They go, go say here. You ain't got to be scared, Tommy. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not him. You think he gets mistaken for you also? I bet. I bet. I like, like his older brother. I like, like his older brother. Like I, He was a freshman. I was a senior in high school. That's what it looks like. Did you pay your taxes? Man. Jeez. That thing hurts. So yeah. You we didn't bring the... Freaking interview down. That's the bad, Angela. How much did he owe you? How much mm. you ended up having to cut, Gary? I don't want to talk about it, man. <laughs> Is I don't that crazy? Talk about it. 
Huh? Is that crazy? Yeah, it's a lot, man. Is it better or worse for you than previously? Because I see a lot of people talking about how it's harder to pay your taxes. We're owing more money. But some people got tax breaks. We got a lot of overhead, though, comedians, because we write off, you know, we got we got airline tickets and hotels and clothes. Clothes, clothes. clothes are the best. Radio personalities can do that, too. You guys get to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah so there's yeah. a lot of write-offs. So if you got a good accountant, you guys can work. <laughs> Let the record show Gary didn't schedule this interview till late last night. Now I know why. You needed to be here to promote your uh, upcoming shows and make sure they sold out to get some of that money back. You ain't lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where am I at this weekend? I'm at Harrah's. Yeah. And Atlantic LNA City on Friday. Yeah. And then Saturday, I'm at the NJ Pack and Newark. Okay. Yeah. In Newark. Just Newark. Right? That's where it's at, right? I That's feel right. like y'all could get so I much cash as comedians do that. You don't have to report a lot. No. Don't, don't, don't say that on the air. What are you talking about? <laughs> mm. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm legal. Yeah, all the way. Legal. I put in my contract, check only. <laughs> don't give me no cash, bro. I don't want no kickbacks. What were you doing at Essence? Just hanging out. White people can't go to Essence. Why can't he be at Essence? Y'all just hanging out, man. White people can go to Essence. Yeah. (laughs) Can you go to Essence? Yes, you can. But I mean, when you were performing, or you just nah? I actually had a show. I had a show like hour and a half away. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was gonna go drive over to New Orleans, see what it's all about. So I just went over there and hung out for a couple hours. (laughs) See, Gary really do hang with black people in his free time. I love black people. Yeah, I love them. His own own family. They're good to be, man. This your audience. Oh, without question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'd rather do your show than, like, The Tonight Show. Or really? Jimmy Kimmel. I get more out of The Breakfast Club than I would that. Really? Stephen Colbert. Yeah, we oh, do that. without we do question. That. Yeah, you guys that. really are, like, the hip-hop early morning, late-night talk show. Like, everybody wanted to get on Carson back in the day. Yeah. Nowadays, I bet you more comedians, especially black comedians, would rather do The Breakfast Club than Kimmel. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. You get more out of it. What am I going to go and come on and be like, hey, I'm at NJ Pack. Wow, that really moved the dial. You know what I mean? Like, you guys, like, I, I guarantee me being on this, gonna, it's going to sell some tickets. Yeah. I mean, we're doing fine. It's going to be packed, but it's going to help. Packed. You know? Now, let me ask you this. What happened with the whole Delta situation with your wife? I saw I you were upset. I, knew she I was couldn't wait because I want to hear about this. We love this. Delta. Well, so, right. Yeah, I buy on Delta. It's not Delta. It was an employee <laughs> at Gay B21 on this particular day. You so, still God remember B21 at Gay? I'll never forget. I, I mean, I fly to Cincinnati all the time, but my, my wife is in line, and she mm-hmm. always gets in line early because she wants the overhead space. She, she Me too. Overpacks. I do the, the same, same way. Thing. Same way. So she's in line, and you know, the guy goes, ma'am, are you on first? And she was like, she was like, yes. And then she sat there for a second, and she was like, I should let this go. But she couldn't because there was like all white dudes next to her. She goes, am I the only one you're going to ask? He goes, yeah. And then she goes, Damn, well, bold. you're not going to ask anybody else? He goes, no. And she's like, why not? He goes, because I don't have to. And then when she gave the guy her ticket, he was like, oh, and I wasn't profiling you either. She Damn. didn't say it. He said it. He was mm. pushing it. Yeah, so then I, I, she's from Cincinnati, San Francisco. My daughter's with her, so I pick him up. And I could tell she was a little aggravated. I thought I did something mm-hmm. when I picked her up. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do today? He's like, what's wrong, babe? What's right. All of a sudden, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on Bossip. I'm on Worldstar. I'm like, oh, snap. It's today the day. You're Googling your name right. just to make sure. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then my daughter's in the back, and my daughter's the militant one in the family. She's 16, but I call her Kennedy Kaepernick. Because whatever college <laughs> she goes to, get ready. She'll okay. be leading yeah, them yeah, protests yeah. and them marches. Yeah. But she's like, tell them, ma. Tell them. I go, tell me what? She goes, tell them. I was like, what happened? Then she tells me a story. Then my daughter's like, what are you going to do about Dan? I was like, what do white people do? Make a pose. We're going to talk about it. Did they reach I, back out to y'all? Yeah, immediately. Okay. They reach out to me. And they said they're going to send a nice little gift. We haven't received anything yet. Ooh. But they said they're going to. And then they, they got a hold of the guy. And I don't know what happened. Uh, so if you're at B21 in Cincinnati, 
Oh, uh, people Listen. know who it was. I had people okay. reach out to me uh, that worked for the airline. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's how he is. So when you that's see a cool guy, what is, Gary, what is Gary Owen going to do as a husband? What are you going to do when you see homie? What? At B-21. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Call my wife's cousin. <laughs> that's a good thing about uh, being in a black family. Everybody got some ghetto cousins, man. <laughs> you ain't talking to call my wife's cousins on you. <laughs> Trust. I know Barack and Michelle got some ghetto cousins we ain't know about. You know they was at the White Especially House with Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Michelle, we here. Especially Michelle. Did, oh, yeah. you, did your daughter, you said she's like a, a little activist in the making, does she always uh, demand her daddy use her his privilege to no. combat prejudice? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Charlamagne. Got a question? God, you guys, you guys, at least you know what you're getting. Like, there's nothing out the box. Eric, I knew that was coming. But she don't ever challenge you? Like, Daddy, this is how it is. Nah, nah, she don't. <laughs> I'm a good, I'm, I'm on the good, I'm on the good white guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I would have been, if I was in 12 Years a Slave, I would have been Brad Pitt. I would have okay. been the one that'd be like, you know what? I got to call somebody. This isn't right. Come on, let's, let's finish making this shit. making the house. <laughs> I didn't know you was doing the whip or not. I was like, no. where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> the worst whip ever, Charlamagne. The whip of Gary. <laughs> Guys, we got to find a different way. <laughs> now, you've also commented on Kodak Black on your podcast and we've been watching this back and forth with him and T.I. I know. So tell us he's where you stand now because Kodak, oh Kodak's a little slow. He just like put out a new song. special needs and even she goes, he's a little slow. <laughs> he's from Florida. No, he's slow. He's from, same he, difference. He's slow. Eh. He got some, He whoever is in his corner making some of them beats, that's the real MVP. Why you say that? <laughs> Come on now. I'm getting off of my community. When he said community. Kodak can way, rap, man. The, the way he said community, I was like, oh my God. Hey, you ain't bring a uh, fat. I'll be, I'm up my community. <laughs> you know, well, Kodak, Kodak don't like white men talking about him now. Oh, like we're going to run into each other. <laughs> Where am I going to be the Kodak? As it's festival. As it's festival. BT Awards. I'm good with black women. They got my back. Cincinnati Gay B21. Uh, yeah, Y'all yeah. might both be there. <laughs> There's nowhere being cut up. And we're a comedian. I can be like, my fault. I mean that. Dude, I'm different. All right, we have more with comedian Gary O. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Gary Owen. Yee. So, you know, we've been talking about Kodak Black. He has a new song called Expeditiously, what? right, where he's going it at Kodak Black can't even spell expeditiously. <laughs> but he can <laughs> I say think he it. might be right. But do you think that T.I. needs to just ignore this now? Or how do you resolve a situation with this back and forth? Because now Kodak's going at his wife. He called T.I.'s wife ugly. Oh, my God. Called his kids uh, a gay slur. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Well, he's really going in. Yeah, it's bad. Hmm. I'm out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. I'd like there's some violence in the future. I, I'm more the make fun of, have fun comedian. I don't want the, you don't go after people's kids and That's wives. my point. Now yeah. it's time for T.I. to leave it alone. T.I. is the grown man in this situation. You're not going to throw it away for Kodak Black. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You just had the, what, uh, what was the movie? The Trap? Just came out on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I watched it. Calling it. There's not going to be the trap two. <laughs> calling it. <laughs> I think that's a one and done. That it's not going to be a Friday series. I love Mike. I love DC Young Fly, but that that's was it. That you was didn't it. like the trap. Look, it was all. Come on now. <laughs> there was one scene where Mike was talking, and it it, 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 it was like a bad porno. Like. Uh. 
He was talking, but uh, his lips weren't moving. Like, he was like, this. <laughs> who edited this, T.I.? Oh, my goodness. Come on. <laughs> it could be a classic. T.I. is going to address you expeditiously about look, disrespecting I, his movie. I, look, I, am, I, am I being, I'm not being a hater. I'm just being honest. Yeah, I watched yeah. it. I haven't seen it yet. It, they wing that. They should have called that look for winging it. <laughs> that script. What if they had given you a part in it, Gary? Would I would have taken it. And without question, I'd be like this. Yes, it's great. You know? I would have been right there making fun of myself. Like, I did, I did uh, you know, we did Meet oh, the Blacks too, right? I heard about now, it. Then my man Dion. Oh, Dion's killing it right now. My guy. But I died in the first one. Like, I died. Mm -hmm. I got, I'm not trying to ruin it. It's been out three years, but right. I died in the first one. Dion, the director, calls me like, gee, got good news, baby. Got picked up for Meet the Black too. I go, great, but then I died in the first one. They go, yeah, we don't worry about that. <laughs> what? So literally, when you see Meet the Blacks 2, I'm playing a different person that looks like the person and nobody brings no. up that I was the person in the first one. Just like, yeah. Who does that? <laughs> but, like, that's like doing Boys in the Hood 2 and more Chester's just walking down the street. Oh, okay. Now, Steve. I'm like, Steve, man, I went to Pepperdine. I played volleyball Pepperdine. I was one black guy on the, on the now we've we seen you salute Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger was good. Yeah, now people. Dude, I am burning so many bridges. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean any of that. Nah, don't take it back yeah. now. It's too late. Yeah, I don't hurt you. Yeah, I want all the smoke. Too late now. Okay. We were talking about Tiger Woods because people were saying that they shouldn't necessarily congratulate Tiger Woods because he has such a strong relationship with Trump. Uh, what's that got to do with golf? Because you know how people aren't consistent. Like some people that support Trump, they don't support. Right, but when it comes to Tiger, everybody's like, "Oh, okay, he's great at golf." I'm not. I don't care what people do outside of their profession. Like, if I watch a football game, mm -hmm. I'm watching it. You know, for I want to know what you do on the field. I don't care what you do off the field. So you still watching football? Yeah, I watch football. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Kaepernick got his settlement, bro. You late? Oh yeah. It was oh good. no, oh, I, right. I still watch. Yeah, no. There's no football on right listen, now. I, I wasn't. I'm supporting Cap, but. I, not to that extent. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I'm supporting you, bro, but man, I'm still watching. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, my, yeah. Speaking of my militant daughter, she was like in my butt, like, you you watching football, Dan? I'm not watching Kaepernick's back in the league. She's never watched football to begin with. Exactly. So I was like, exactly. Look, I was looking at her like this. Okay, I won't watch it on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. She didn't even know. She thought I was supporting her. She goes, Thanks, Dan. I go, baby steps. I'm with you. My daughter got mad because I stood up during the national anthem. You just going to stand? I go, it's seventh grade volleyball. Volleyball game. Let's bring it down just a little bit. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's 18 people in this church. Did you watch golf? Back I, I only watch when Tiger plays. Okay. See, that's what I was saying. A lot of people only watch. Well, the numbers, people. the numbers went up. Um, I mean, it, it did great for the game of golf for everyone, but it did get more black people. And Gary's black. I woke Gary up. Gary is not black. You know, that when they, He's when they black. moved the tea time up, I I woke up early. He's it more was black than Tiger. I'm definitely more black than Tiger. That's that's what I'm questioning. You think so? Oh my god, I He's saw his way kids. More black than Tiger. I saw his kids. I gotta be. My kids are darker than Tiger's kids. Yeah. Dude, I don't even understand golf. I've never watched golf in my life. I watch it for Tiger. I I I learned golf because of Tiger Woods. Really? Like, yeah, I don't a lot play of people it, did. But I watch it. I, like, I know what a birdie is and a bogey is. I know now. from playing on a Nintendo Wii back in the day. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how I know. <laughs> no, I, I you know people. I don't care. I honestly, I don't care what people do once they're off work. What about Kanye? People were very upset about what he was doing. Right. As far as him supporting Trump, but you didn't care about that. No, nah, I mean, if I like his music, I'll just listen to it every mm -hmm. now and then. You still listen. R. Kelly was a little, that's a little touch and go, though. That's a little touch and go. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to listen to him no more. Well, it's hard, it's hard to, to separate. It, it's hard to deal with the nuance of R. Kelly because a lot of his music reflects his actual Very crimes. sexual. True. And yeah. his performances. True. I just wish he didn't have so many hits.
Gosh. I don't really like R. Kelly like that, bro. Like, there's no R. Kelly song I have to listen to. Yeah. I just didn't, I watched that documentary. I didn't realize how many hits he had uh, post-piss. Right, it was right after. Post. He was like, putting out Ignition. I could have swore Ignition was pre-piss. Mm -hmm. Nah, was that was after. That, that whole post. Chocolate Factory album. Yeah. Post. yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. And he got a lot of, he had a lot of hits. I believe I could fly, step in the name no, of the world. I believe that, 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 that was, was a four. Oh. Yeah. That's what made a hit, because he had come off the Olympics, and he sung at the Winter Olympics yeah. in Utah and everything, and then all of a sudden, the, then the, the, the P-tape came out. Man, <laughs> thanks, Lifetime. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the Tiger really like overcame overcame like obstacles though? What do you mean? That's what they're saying. Like he overcame a bunch of obstacles to regain what? the Masters. He just cheated oh, on his wife. No, no, no. He had like the three back surgeries. Oh. About physically, That's he a overcame big deal. a lot. Okay. And not to mention that debilitating. Every oh, expert saying so that he, he should. What are you talking about? All that money. Man. <laughs> and not to mention that every expert was saying that it was over in his, for him. In his 20s? Every sports analyst was like, it's done. He should give up. He should retire. Boom. And then, boom. Shut wins. down clown. You do know a lot of that was based off the fact he was black, though. So a lot of those white uh, sports anchors. There's a lot of black ones, too. A lot of those that. white sports anchors never thought that he was he should have been the face of golf anyway. So when he started getting caught cheating, they was looking at him like, oh, see, look at what type of person he is. He shouldn't Whatever. represent this sport. Oh, that's crazy. So the, the number one athlete in his sport is only sleeping with one woman. That never happens. <laughs> that's, the, that's so stupid when people get... I, I think it's so stupid. Guys in their early 20s, they get a lot of money, a lot of fame. Look, don't get married, guys. That would be one advice I would give. Get it out of your system mm -hmm. to, you know, 29, 30, and then you might be ready. But How old were you when you got married? I was 29. Okay. Yeah, so you can't you can't be doing that, man. Were you old in your 20s? Oh, man. <laughs> I was at all the summer jams. <laughs> I was like this. Okay. Okay, Blackstreet. Hey. Oh my God. I was at, I used to go to all the black clubs by myself. I used to, when I was single, I would go to hip hop like black clubs by myself. People thought you were a cop. Definitely go, thought you were a cop. Definitely. But I, I would dress really white. That's how I meet black girls. I wouldn't dress all hip-hop. What's would, dressing white? All Dockers <laughs> and Polo tucked in yeah, with, like, yeah, keys yeah, yeah. On, my, on my belt loop, yeah. drinking like a brew, right? <laughs> a brew. You know, I would be by myself, and black girls would always come up. Why are you here? Hey, why are you here? Because they, you, they, they feel like you got confidence. Man. And they probably think you got that money. I wouldn't go there. I wouldn't yeah. go money. Nah. No. But, uh, yeah. All right, we have more with comedian Gary O. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yep, we're back. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still talking with Gary Owen, comedian. Charlemagne? Do you do a lot of political comedy? Nope. I'm not oh. that bright. Just go to D.L. Hughley's page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say, if you want to know how I feel about politics, just go to D.L. Hughley's Instagram page, and that's pretty much how I feel. You no know, Trump jokes, no nothing? I can't. I'm not that smart, dude. Yeah, I'm just yeah, not yeah. that bright. I talk about myself in my act, and, you know, I, I'm just not that bright. DL always gets it. You're smarter than me. DL's smarter than me, for sure, when it comes to politics. You know, yeah. I don't know if you're smarter or you're just a computer. Because um, you're donkey of the day. A little bit of both. You're a beast at reading it. But it's research. <laughs> I know, it's but research. you be donkey of the day. And I'll be thinking, I'll be thinking you're freestyling, like, dang, man. I do a little bit of both. Be going. Yeah. And then I'd be watching it and you scrolling down. <laughs> oh, he reading this. Does your do it? I'm not thinking. He it. writes it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you wrote you write it? Yeah. Every day. Every day. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I can never I'm do like that. You like, come on. Think no, about my donkey of the day. This is my donkey of the day. You know, my donkey of the day is Kodak Black. 
right. I've been to some big, big stand-up shows where they got the prompt out. Oh, really? Yeah. They be having the jokes out? Yeah. I can't do it, You man. don't freestyle no stand-up set, Oh, uh, I've Gary. never written a joke down in my life. Stop lying. No. I'm not saying I freestyle, but he it's not it, written down. Yeah, you probably have that outline of in your head. Yeah, of, you got your jokes in your mm -hmm. head because you're on stage. Okay, Jay-Z. Okay, Biggie. Writing rounds in your head. Whatever. Now. Whatever. <laughs> the hate is real in here, man. I just can't believe I'm that good. Gary, you still have to believe you've never written a joke down. Not not written a joke. It's in my head. Right. Give me something right now. Give it. Boom. Go. It's not. We're not doing stand up. We're not doing stand up. Yeah, stand up and give, give, give us a joke. Give me the days right now. <laughs> Shut that. <laughs> I write them though. Listen, I think writing is a great skill. People, it is. You make is. a lot of money writing. That's why I'm able to write books. That's why I'm able to write scripts. That's good, man. Yeah. Well, I just tell jokes. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to you know who didn't have a writer? The Trap. <laughs> look, look, I like all those guys that have movies. Let's, just, let's be honest when you watch it. I've done movies that weren't that great. You know? Oh, uh, man. The, uh, college. I did a movie called College. Mm -hmm. That was the only movie I did was all white and it tanked. Uh -huh. Like people are like, man, all you do is black stuff, and I was like, so I do a white movie, and nobody went and saw it. I go, whoop, back to the black. <laughs> I'm go back, back to my audience. You made me watch the trap, man. I meant to watch it already. I gotta watch it. It's, now. It, listen, it's a funny movie if you're just hanging you around. Stop it! You already said it's <laughs> whack. You said it was Gary. trash. Uh, it's, I did not say trash. I did not say whack. It's, it's, it's not gonna win a BET award. Right? He said, okay, it's, he said it's not gonna be a part two. If anybody part gets two. nominated for NAACP Image Award, it was a slow year in entertainment. That's what I'm Goodness saying. So if it wasn't on Netflix, what network would have been on? TV One. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I like all those guys, man. We're all friends, but I'm going to be honest with them. Oh, boy. Come on now. <laughs> so, Gary, what do you think of Kim Kardashian being a lawyer? She likes... Likes what? Yeah, what? You, can't be, you can't be sleeping with your clients. She's married. Oh, my God. What? You just assume one of her clients going to be black? I didn't say she's going to be a criminal lawyer. <laughs> Sorry. You guys are crazy. Guys, you oh guys are crazy. Oh, my God. You I didn't just assume that, too. You In too. my brain, you all that. I saw was black clients. Oh, my God. Day. I was like this. So I didn't I even understand what that meant. You know, white guys come on here, or people come on, they try to deny what was in their brain. She like, Charlamagne just read my brain. What are you saying? Our clients are going to be black? I go, oh, my God. Did you just read my brain? But she could. Yeah, you, you could flip that and say she's an entertainment lawyer. She's representing rappers. True. Boom. Real talk. Hey. Machine Gun Kelly. Athletes. Get ready. Boom. <laughs> no. I think she's in a good place. Would you hire Kim Kardashian as a lawyer? <laughs> no. I would not hire Kim Kardashian to be my lawyer. Why not? I just wouldn't. I just, I'm not going to risk it. Maybe after like 10 years where she's established herself, but I'm not going to be her first client. Because remember, her dad was a lawyer also. Right. Robert. Well, my dad drove a FedEx truck. I'm not delivering your mail. <laughs> what does that got to do with I anything? Trust, I would trust you to deliver what mail. What does that do with anything who your dad was? I mean, because he might have grown. Uh, he was a construction worker and he sold crack. Boom! He's so cracked. Whoa! He's so cracked. What about you, Envy? My possible police officer. Police officer, and look where he's at. Envy <laughs> just interviewing criminals all day. <laughs> Sorry, that was another white moment. <laughs> but you know what? You grew up in an environment. My fault. <laughs> what are you saying? Is this a hip hop stage still rappers and criminals? Oh my god, you guys read my mind again! <laughs> I can't with Gary. Dude, I'm stupid, so many man. bridges. I'm never working again. Thanks, guys. That's it. Appreciate that. You should have went to Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, where you at, Byron Allen? Uh, <laughs> I need to do some of your stuff. Yo, man. Yo, Byron, no, you be a dope meteorologist on the Weather Channel. <laughs> Byron on the Weather Channel. Oh, he does, right? Yes. Dude, people don't know that dude's balling. Yeah, I don't know. They know. People are balling. People Filthy. know. Byron Allen is balling. 
balling. Filthy. Yeah. I had a meeting with him. I was like, oh, my God, this dude's so sharp. He, he knows exactly who he is. A lot of people don't know who they are in this business. Yeah. He mm-hmm. knows exactly his lane, mm-hmm. where he's going to succeed. And, but that dude, man, he's nah, smart, he got man. It. Mm-hmm. He bought man. the Weather Channel for $300 million. Yeah. That should tell you everything you need. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're calling him. Like, black people are calling him, like, square. Yes. Really. Exactly. That's a square? Yeah. That's the kind of black dude that I want my daughter dating. Oh, my that. gosh. Right? My daughter likes thug dudes. Okay. So Does gotta, she? Oh. She's 16. Oh, it's awful. Is she bringing any of her boyfriends <laughs> home to meet you? No. No. They're all gay. Every time she talks to a guy, what? I'm like, he gay. That's what I would say. Hey, the dad is like, he gay. Yeah. Rick's gay. Charles is gay. This, what we're going to do is every rapper and artist you mentioned in this interview and comedian, we're going to put their name and he gay. He gay. Call yep. that black gay. See? Oh, my he God. Gay. He gay. See? I'm just kidding. See? <laughs> you guys are going to splice. I'm just giving you nuggets, man. Just create some controversy. Uh, well, tell him yeah. where you going to be this weekend. Rashida Kelly gay. <laughs> I don't know, he's not. We didn't even mention him. <laughs> I don't know why I brought him up. <laughs> so gay. Well, where did that Harris. just come from? I'm at Harris Casino Yo. Atlantic City. Hey, look who here, right? Uh, he gay. Duval hey, gay. Listen. Hey, we on the air, but listen. Hey, you were awesome in the track. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we killed it. We killed Duval. Charlamagne's talking to little Duval baby. on the phone right now. Man, hey. there's no way Duval read that script and goes, make sure I'm in this. <laughs> there was no script, was there? <laughs> man, you on the air, man. <laughs> No, the movie's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> 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 amazing movie. <laughs> amazing cast, <laughs> bro. <laughs> All right. That's when you know they're lying. That when, when guys start saying amazing, the movie sucks. My when they go, we have an amazing oh, cast with amazing man, writer. So stupid, Even man. Duval laughed. When he goes to Trey, he goes, yeah, even he knew. <laughs> Come on now. Stay obvious. My goodness. Gary Owens. Come on, baby. Evie ended. What do you ended? think? What do you think? How much how much think people got paid off the trap? Gary Owens. Two drink minimum. Gary Owens. Gary Owens. Gary Owens. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang. Don't get other Charlemagne. You are. Or donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey that So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yes, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, June 4th goes to a woman named Linda Fairstein. That name may ring a bell for some of you uh, right now, but I have no idea why her last name is Fairstein when there's nothing fair about her. In fact, her middle name should be Don't Play because Linda Don't Play Fairstein. Uh, by now, you all should have watched When They See Us on Netflix, the latest masterpiece from Queen Ava DuVernay. Drop on the clues bombs for Ava DuVernay. Is there anybody doing activism through art better than Ava right now? Jesus, God bless Ava. All right, God bless Queen Ava. She is truly making a, making a difference on this planet. It is very inspiring, but we're not here to talk about gods, all right, and goddesses this morning. We're here to talk about devils. And Linda Fairstein, Linda, don't play Fairstein. It's indeed a devil. Oh, she has allowed Satan to use her in a way I have never seen. See, Satan loves mayonnaise. Satan puts mayonnaise on everything. 90% of all evils in the world have too much goddamn mayonnaise on them, okay? Too much mayonnaise ruins everything. 
All right, you need just enough, not a lot, just enough. Too much of it ruins any dish, all right? Too much mayonnaise makes tuna disgusting. Too much mayonnaise makes potato salad disgusting. Too much mayonnaise makes any sandwich disgusting. And that's exactly why Satan loves to spread the evil that is mayonnaise everywhere because he wants to ruin things. Now, the human jar of Hellman's we are discussing today, Linda Don't Play Fairstein, she was the former assistant DA and head of the sex crimes unit of the County of New York from 1976 to 2002. And she oversaw the prosecution of the Central Park jogger case. Oversaw is a great word for what she did in this case because she moved like an overseer. Overseers were paid to get the most work out of the slaves. Therefore, overseers often resorted to whatever means were necessary to get what they wanted out of slaves. In the case of Linda Don't Play Fairstein, she was an overseer who resorted to whatever means were necessary to wrongly convict five kids. Okay, five. Raymond Santana, Kevin Richardson, Corey Wise, Yusuf Salam, and Antron McRae, who were wrongfully convicted for the rape and assault of a 28-year-old woman in Central Park. Now, there was no evidence tying them to the crime. And at the time, the young men were 14, 15, 16, respectively, and they spent 6 and 13 years in prison before a serial rapist by the name of Matias Reyes admitted to committing the assault in 2002. Now, if you've seen When They See Us on Netflix and you know that the overseer, Linda Don't Play Fairstein, demanded law enforcement to build the case around these innocent young men. In fact, her exact quote from When They See Us is, Every young black male who was in the park last night is a suspect in the rape of that woman who is fighting for her life. By the way, don't think that quote is a one-time thing. All right, might be my own black paranoia, okay, my black annoyer, but I have a sneaky suspicion that is how they see us at all times. Every black man in America, period, is a suspect for something. That's why they profile us the way they do, because that's how they see us, all right? We have a target on our backs at all times. The exact same way, almost immediately, every young black male who was in Central Park that night had a target on their back. And if you saw when they see us... You know that Linda Don't Play Fairstein was accused of leading intimidation efforts to generate false confessions from these young men. <sighs> white people, uh, Linda Don't Play Fairstein should embarrass you. If you are white and watched when they see us and you didn't feel disgusted, disturbed, angry at the way Linda Don't Play Fairstein and the rest of those devils in that law enforcement treated those young brothers, then you probably got mayonnaise pumping in your varicose veins too. Now, what is the reason we are all gathered here today? Well, if you know anything about the history of overseers who oversaw the plantation and oversaw the slaves, they sometimes would drive the overseer off the plantation. Oh, yeah. Ever so often, slaves would get fed up and force their overseer off the plantation. And that's exactly what happened yesterday, because almost 30 years later, after watching When They See Us, people are calling for a boycott of Linda Fairstein's books and demanding that Amazon and other retailers remove her novels from their shelves. Who in here feels sorry for her show of hands? Not a goddamn hand in the room raised, all right? Let's listen to what one of the victims, Raymond Santana, told TMZ about Linda Don't Play Fairstein. In 1989, when all those articles were written about us in the first two weeks of this case, and 90% of those articles never mentioned alleged, that was the backlash that we received, and, and now she's receiving it. When you do dirt, you can't run. No matter how long it is, the truth comes out, and even though it's 30 years later, she has to pay for her crime, whether it's in the courtroom or whether it's socially, it is what it is. So at the end of the day, there is no correction for her. There is no uh, saying, I'm sorry. We don't want an apology from her. You know, she has to pay the consequence. She has to pay for her crimes. Simple as that. I mean, it was indeed a crime. All right. The real crime, Linda, wasn't 
interested in solving, all right? Linda was interested in sending five innocent black men to prison for a crime they didn't commit. Her hatred for black people trumped her love for her own gender. I repeat, her hatred for black people trumped her love for her own genders. She's so anti-black that she forgot to be pro-woman because if she actually cared about this young woman being sexually assaulted, she would have spent that time, that energy, and those resources on finding the real perpetrator, Matias Reyes, whose DNA was found at the crime scene. Yes, the DNA at the crime didn't match any of the five black young men Linda sent to prison, but it did match Matias Reyes, who at the time of his confession was serving a life sentence for raping three other women near Central Park, in addition to raping and killing a pregnant woman. Oh, Matias Reyes was a serial rapist. Matias Reyes, four months after the Central Park rape, raped a woman in her Upper East Side apartment. That woman got away, and the superintendent of the building was able to hold Matias down, and he pled guilty to raping her, two other women, and raping and killing a fourth. If you keep in score, that's five rapes in total and two attempted rapes. Linda, don't play fast, Dean. I don't know if you realize it or not, but you are complicit in any of those rapes that he committed after the Central Park rape because you had the opportunity to remove the real threat off the street, but instead you was too busy trying to convict five innocent men. Now, I, I don't know if, you know, you felt like you would rather send five black men to jail instead of one. But for whatever reason, you ignored the real threat. And that real threat continued to victimize other women. Now, social media has been on Linda Don't Play Fair Scene's ass. Oh, they drove that overseer off the, play, the plantation because Linda Don't Play Fair Scene has deleted all her social media. Yes, after hashtags like boycott Simon and shoot the wind viral and cancel Linda Fairstein went viral. She has decided to cancel her social media accounts. Once again, uh, raise your hands if you feel sorry for her in this room. <laughs> Nobody does. I don't feel sorry for her at all. I've seen this play before. See, what Linda Fairstein is gearing up to do, I guarantee, is sue. That is what white, privileged, entitled people do. Even when they are dead wrong, they sue. When they should be holding the mayonnaise, they decide to put mayonnaise on everything and sue. She's going to sue everyone involved in When They See Us. She's going to sue Netflix. She's going to sue Queen Ava DuVernay, the studio production company. She's going to say this film caused her emotional distress and mental anguish. White, privileged people love the word anguish, probably because it sounds like something you would buy at Whole Foods. Can I get a turkey avocado with anguish? And jalapeno mayonnaise. Lots of jalapeno mayonnaise. All right, Linda is going to claim she was traumatized by when they see us and her life has become a living hell because of this mini series. Well, you want to talk trauma, Linda? You want to talk living hells? Well, meet Raymond, Kevin, Corey, Yusuf, and Antron. You remember them, right? I mean, I'm sure you've gotten so many innocent black and brown people sent away for good, so it's hard to keep up. But you have to remember these five, right? They were traumatized by your actions. Their teenage years and most of their adult lives were stolen from them. They had to live in a hell. In a, in a cell, you know, you you want to talk about being traumatized, emotional distress, mental anguish. Those brothers will never truly be mentally healthy because of you. Lifetime of therapy needed because of you. PTSD, anxiety, depression forever because of you. Reach out to one of them. Sit down and have a conversation with one of them so you can really see and hear what a victim sounds like. Because Linda don't play fair, Steen. You are not one. All right. You don't get to play victim to a set of circumstances that you created. I don't understand how people don't respect the laws of karma. I don't care who are what you are. Karma, karma, karma comes back to you hard. Word to Lauren Hill. There is a natural law of karma that vindictive people who go out of their way to hurt others will end up broken alone. I don't know your circumstances, Linda, don't play fair, Steen, but it's not too late for you to end up broken alone, and you deserve it. Okay? If you end up broken alone, you earned it. You got a mighty God to answer to, and there's no amount of white woman weeping 
that can make anyone feel sorry for you. You can whimper, snivel, blubber. I wouldn't give a damn what mayonnaise-flavored, you know, liquid comes out of your eyes and smears your mascara until you properly apologize to those five young men and finally acknowledge that they're innocent. No good is going to come to you, okay? People like you create their own storms and then get upset when it rains. People like you create your own sandwiches with too much goddamn mayonnaise and then get upset when it tastes disgusting. You can't even start the process of forgiveness. Linda, don't play fasting until you apologize, okay? Repentance is a process and not something that happens in one particular moment. It requires consistency, and you've only been consistent with the lie that these men are guilty for your own sodium-flavored mayonnaise-based soul. You need to start the process of repentance, okay, by admitting the truth, but you won't. All right, America hasn't apologized or attempted to correct the evils of slavery and Jim Crow segregation, so it's just not in your nature to apologize for something you did wrong. You're just following pale face protocol and reminding the world that mayonnaise is truly Satan's favorite condiment. Please let Kathy Griffin handle my white work and give Linda, don't play Fairstein, the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. So she still works at Safe Horizon, or is she out of there yet? I have I no idea yet. what Satan is doing this morning. All right, we got more coming up next. Where the come on? Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Um, I'm saying anonymous. All right. What's your okay, question for you, anonymous? You yes, we can. All right. <laughs> so I have a dilemma. Um, when my boyfriend and I first started dating, we we're gonna, you know, do it in the car, and he pulled his pants down. Ooh. There was a foul odor. Um, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't fart. He just like had took a dump and like didn't wipe his butt. Uh, hey. So now we like live together, and um, whenever. Um, we're going to do it. I always, you know, I'm hesitant because he doesn't wipe his butt. So he's always <laughs> older. And, you know, he always has dookie stains on his boxers. Uh, so, the skid marks. That's what they call them. <laughs> yes, skid marks. So how do you tell your man, like, babe, can you please wipe your ass? Is he a grown man or a baby wearing a diaper? That is disgusting. First of all, <laughs> don't judge need, that man. I'm going to tell you. Oh, is this Envy we're talking about here? <laughs> you mean is this gear? But don't judge that man. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so first of all, do y'all have wet wipes in the bathrooms in the house? I think I need to keep them there, but that doesn't mean he'll use them. You got to help him out, man, because first of all, there's no way he don't smell the doo-doo coming out his butt when he pulls his pants down, number one. Number two, you might have to tell him you got to get up in there when you wipe yourself and wipe yourself good. And you might have to buy him some wet wipes to carry with him when he goes places and tell him to use those when he uses the bathroom because this is not something that you can dance around. You have to be direct about this hygiene. She's right. But I'm not his mama, though. Embarrass him one time. You're going to have, you have like, to tell this? him. Because you know what? If you don't say something, you're going to just end up having to smell doo-doo every time you have sex. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> so just, just tell him. Be like, babe, look at your underwear. Or, do you see this? You're not wiping yourself well. Are you getting up in the hole? So you have doo-doo stains on your sheets, too, huh? No, no, I would never. You do have never. to. If it's in his underwear, it's in the sheets. But Why? you gotta, you gotta point it out because if you don't say anything, then I don't. Are you just having sex and enduring the smell? Oh, girl, I don't go down there. Like I won't go down on him a lot because 
of that. Like, I'm always afraid. Like, I don't want to get you <laughs> in my mouth. Why right. is it so hard to tell a man his ass thing? I don't know, but you could get, um, can't you get E. coli or something? I mean, if you eat an ass. I, so. I can't wait till he asks you to eat his ass. <laughs> I don't want to, oh, hell no. I, I don't want to hurt his ego. That's it. Well, girl, I don't want you to get some type of disease either, a bacteria infection. <laughs> <laughs> but true. this is this is for his own good. First of all, if you're doing laundry sometimes, you don't want to have to touch that and clean that, right? Right. And this is for his own benefit. This is to help him out in his life. You got to show him, look, baby, these are wet wipes. Now, me and you are having this conversation. <laughs> don't be embarrassed because we could talk about anything. And trust me, if you're having sex with this man, unprotected, you should be able to tell him his ass stinks and he's not wiping himself. Goodness gracious. If you can That's do that and you can lay up with him and do all of that, then you should be able to communicate with him and tell him, babe, you need to clean your butt. It's going to be so funny That's when you tell him. It it's going to be so funny when you tell him his butt stinks and he was like, man, I was thinking the same thing about your poom poom. <laughs> And guess what? And guess what she would do? Wipe her poom poom with a wet wipe. You ate crap. You, you ain't crap. crap. Who ate crap? You the one eating crap. Don't you dare say I ate crap. Thank you, mama. And and just tell. Listen, this is a time when it when you got to be direct and be like, look. You know, I don't know if you're just not wiping yourself right, but there's these stains in your underwear, and sometimes I can smell it. So I just want to say you got to wipe yourself better. Here's some wet wipes every time you go to the bathroom. And you shouldn't even have sex with him until after he showers. But if he's not cleaning his right. butthole in the shower either and then getting out. Why you say butthole like that? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say butthole. on the radio. Just say his butt. Just cleaning his butt. <laughs> I will say I've been with my wife 21 years. And I do remember a time about 14, 15 <laughs> years ago uh -oh. where uh, she, she went down and she was like, hey, man, you need to go take a shower or something. Cause, <laughs> hey, man. You know. And you appreciated so, it. Yeah. I went there. I, I, maybe I didn't wipe properly. I don't know what it was, but she told me yeah, it didn't hurt my nasty. feelings. I just went and took a shower. Is this a common issue between men? Like, I, I don't understand. I don't think it was a common it's issue. It's happened to me before, once or twice, three times, four times, five times. It happened to me before. <laughs> yeah. So, but look, so that's why okay. you got to point it out. One day y'all will laugh about it, and hopefully that day that y'all are laughing, his butt will be clean. But Jesus you got to embarrass him. Pick up the underwear and be like, what's this? And then let him see the doodle -doo stains, and he'll get embarrassed, and he'll never do it again. I like that. You know what I mean? That's perfect. And check yes, your sheets, because I bet you you got doodle stains on your sheets. Yeah. I bet you. Uh, Envy knows. Trust me. Shut up. <laughs> Tap to me once or twice. Put those skid marks in his face. <laughs> See? You go too far. Thank you, mama. How do you like it? Thank you. <laughs> that's actually some, that's, that's some young boy stuff, though. Because, you know, like that's, that's one of the reasons after I do a number two, I do go take a shower. Except if you're at work. Yeah, if I'm at work, but then I'm not like I'm going home and like me and my wife go get right to it. I don't want to go home yeah, smelling like you the should day. never poo and then have sex right after. If Hell you have, no. If you can take a shower. I don't. We don't want your muddy butt up here either. You better wipe better, bro. All right. Ask ye eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice, hit ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Edgar, you there? Oh, uh, yeah, hello. Hey, Edgar, how Hi, are you Edgar. doing? I'm good, you? I'm doing great. Uh, what's your question for Yee? So, I was dating this girl for Ooh. a few weeks, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was, I'm always here wasting my money and stuff, buying her nice things, about her nice flowers, flowers, anything she wants, right? And uh, so, a few, like, uh, two weeks back, I'm, I'm over here texting her, you know, then I call her and say, hey, look, baby, um, I want to have something with you. She's like, nah, I, I got to be straight with you. I, I've been dating this guy for two years, you know, he's 18 and stuff. I'm like, what? And I'm saying, that's not even legal. And she'll be like, I don't give a crap. And like, yeah, I don't know what to do now. 
I mean, there's nothing you can do. She's with somebody else. Yeah. And you bought her something? You bought her some things? Yeah, yeah. He was being yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, I wasted, I wasted my money on her. Listen, we always money you know, in relationships that uh-huh. don't work out. What did okay? you buy her? Flowers. No, I bought her, yeah, I bought her flowers, bought her I mean, a few blouses. Well, I will say this, Edgar. You never buy people things <laughs> as a gift intending to get something back. So you buy things out of the goodness of your heart in that moment. And looks like you found out some valuable information. At least she didn't lie to you. I mean, when I actually said she was single, it was at that last moment that she said, I'm dating somebody. And that makes it worse. Right. She's dating somebody, but you weren't her man ever. Yeah. And thing is, like, it's not even legal because she's 16 and the guy she's dating is 18. How old are you? Are you going to snitch? I'm 16. Oh. You said it's not even legal. It's not even legal. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. You're right. It's not legal. You should get your blouses back, though. <laughs> no. Hey, it depends on Listen, what state, too. You guys are very young right now. And so, you know, the fact that you dated somebody, you went out of your way, you bought her some things, that's a lesson learned. That wasn't your girlfriend. So buying somebody flowers when you're courting them is really nice, but maybe you went a little overboard. With the blouses. With the blouses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Buy her a shirt next time, okay? It's cheaper. but yeah listen you do nice things for people because you want to do them not because I expect to get this in return or I want this from you you buy somebody something out of the goodness of your heart unfortunately things didn't work out chalk it up as a loss and move on there's nothing you could do about it you can't dwell on the money that you spent and lost yeah I mean we still friends you know we don't talk much now but yeah. I moved on. Yeah. Does it hurt when she wears those blouses? 16-year-old <laughs> trick. Uh, like, when I see her with the... I, it was, I bought her a pink, loose blouse, and I saw it there. I, I was like... From where? Uh, Fashion Nova? Did this come from Fashion Nova or Rainbow? <laughs> Fashion Nova or Rainbow? Um, one near my house here in Barchester. A Rainbow? Yeah. Yeah, I know the struggle, okay. bro. Oh. When I was 16 years old, that's all I could do, too, man. Oh. I remember buying stuff from out of Rainbow, and then um, I upgraded my game to Charlotte's Roost. You know what I'm saying? When I got about 17, 18, got a couple more jobs. I ain't go front, you know? Well, Edgar, listen, I think you got to continue being the sweet person that you are, and hopefully the right woman will come along, but maybe just reserve those rainbow blouses for... <laughs> When you're actually in a relationship. In the meantime, nothing wrong with buying some flowers and courting a woman and continue to be sweet. And yeah, don't listen to these rappers thinking that you can just trick and buy a woman something and then she owe you something because she really doesn't. Especially if it comes from Rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> but All right. Edgar, I'm not going to yeah. front. If you see her go on a date with your Rainbow blouse with the other guy, I might want to snitch, man, because he, he, I might call the police on him. You don't got to snitch. Just walk up to her. <laughs> just walk up to her and grab that little piece of thread that's hanging from the shirt and start pulling it. The whole thing will start to come off. All right? <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah. All right, Edgar. Good luck, man. All right, take care. <laughs> Poor Edgar, man. I know that struggle, bro. You need to do a GoFundMe for Edgar to get his money back for them blouses, bro. <laughs> Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up, man? What's your question for you, bro? So this is my situation. Um, I was in a um, marriage, right? Me and my wife been married now about a year. So we got in a situation where 
um, um, the relationship got physical. We had a physical altercation in our relationship, and um, basically, her family won't forgive me for that. Me and her, we had our issues. You know what we went through. We know why the things happened, and they happened, and we still want to work on it. But her family really doesn't approve of it because of me putting my hands on her. Well, of course so not. Her, her family, out, like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, how could we possibly work around that? Well, her family is very protective of her, so of course they should feel that way. And so you shouldn't look at that as something detrimental. Of course they should feel like you put your hands on our family member, on a woman, and they should definitely side-eye you for that. So first you have to understand they're very valid in their reason for looking at you in the way that they are, and that's a punishment that you have to take. And I totally I totally understand that, you know what I'm saying, uh, they got physical. But I want to, you know, understand this for over the years, right? Me and her both being back and forth, we both had put our hands on each other. Right. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I know it ain't right for nobody to do it, but it's like, if I were to do something wrong, you know what I'm saying? She go through my phone and she see something in my phone. She don't be through my phone and she attack me because of things that she's seen in my phone when she put her hands on me plenty of times. Right. So this time it was the other way around. I seen something in her phone, so I put my hands on her because of that. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it really got out of hand only because she had bruises and scars in the situation in her wow. mind. So that really, really what pushed it, you know? Yeah, and you bruised and scarred your woman up, and that that should make you feel terrible. And I just I want to say a couple of things. First of all, it's never right for a woman to put her hands on a man either. And I tell people that all the time. Women shouldn't be putting their hands... Nobody should be putting their hands on each other. I think that, as you said, what happened was worse because you ended up really physically harming her. And you could have ended up in jail for that. And things could have gotten even worse. You could have permanently damaged her. You could have... you know. And, and one thing my boyfriend would tell me is that... Anytime, and his mom has always told him this, if you feel like you have to put your hands on a woman, that's you need to walk away. That's not the right woman for you. But you said this is the one time that it happened. She wants to forgive you for it, and I can't tell a woman what to do. But I suggest that you guys have got to get real help. And that means that y'all have to go to therapy. You have to figure out why you reacted the way you reacted. She has to figure out how to keep her hands to herself as well. But there really is never an excuse for you to basically beat your woman up, and that's what you did. Yeah, it really ain't. Okay, can I tell you what happened though, or what why I did it? You went through her phone and saw something. Yeah, well, basically, well, when I saw, let me tell you what I saw though. I went through her phone, right, and I saw that she was actually having an affair with my son's football coach. Mm-hmm. Listen, I feel you, and there's, but there's still no matter. It don't matter what you saw. There's no justification. I see, I see. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But at a, at a time like that, when you see that, you were still trying to justify it. I know, but look, okay, can I call Envy? Envy, you listening? Or Charlamagne? Yeah, I'm listening. I don't agree with you, yeah, my brother. I'm going to ask you, Envy, if you went to your wife's phone right now and you seen that she was texting and having an affair with somebody that was close to y'all and you had a little lick in your system, your very first reaction. What's going to be your very first reaction? To lead a damn house. Yeah, to lead a damn house. Yeah, you can't move off emotion in a situation like that. You got to move off strategy. Number one, number one, because you shouldn't hit a woman. And number two, because you just got too much to lose, brother. That's right. And if and I had I'm, look in my system, I'd probably cry. Like, and I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, we know it, <laughs> In the fetal position. <laughs> in the fetal position. But I, what I am concerned about is that you are still trying to get people to back you up for your actions. You absolutely And you man. cannot justify your actions. You cannot put your hands. You can't appeal to the 
men in the room and think that they're going to be like, yeah, Not I hit it too. I can understand why you did that. There's no explanation. There's no way that you are in the right in this situation. I feel you. You were hurt. But that doesn't mean that you're supposed to physically harm your woman. Now, I will say, I can understand why he did it. I don't agree, though. I can understand the emotion yeah. and the alcohol, but I don't agree with you. Yeah, you can't justify it. You can't say, well, this is why I did it. So all good. So you cannot ever do something like that again. And you have to own the fact that you were wrong in your reaction. Now, was she wrong? Dead wrong. You could have left her. You could have said, I'm never going to be with you again. You could have cut off whatever, you know, support you give her or she gives you, whatever it is. But you physically putting your hands on her is never the solution. Like, I, I, I know I was wrong, but I really regret it right now because, like I said, we separated. I done moved out. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm away from my kids and family. It's, it's hard now because, like I said, her family had a whole lot of respect for me before yeah, you bruised her up. You know how crazy that looks? What you need to do is get yourself into some therapy and show her that you're serious about rehabbing yourself and take that time apart to work on you. I'm, I'm doing that. I don't feel like nothing wrong with me. I just had a bad situation at one time. I'm not a Stop. Guy. Listen, there is something wrong. You shouldn't have reacted that way. And you got to acknowledge that. If you did it once, you'll do it again. So it's something wrong with me because of a one, one mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. I feel like I had to go get therapy. Yeah, everybody that. everybody does make mistakes, but the problem is, is first of all, you're using liquor when you're upset, and that's that's the worst thing to do. You're upset, you're mad, you, you, you're using liquor to, to take away the pain, and you wind up being abusive. And yes, you have a problem, and you need to deal with that problem. You don't want to make sure that happens again. And then the next time you're saying, yeah, I made two mistakes. You just want to make sure uh, that you clean yourself. How old brother. are you, sir? He sounds older. Yeah, I made I made that mistake when I was 17 years old, you know, putting my hands on a woman, you know, for for the same situation, but you know, I was I was I had low emotional intelligence then. I was immature, I was insecure, I had low self-esteem, like my ego was bruised. But at 33 years old, nah, I wouldn't make that mistake. I if you're serious, go get some help for yourself and acknowledge that you're wrong cuz I don't think you really truly grasped it. Okay, I I I can accept that. I can accept that. All right. I wish you the best. All right, I appreciate y'all. All righty. Well, ask ye, 800-585-1051. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. You got a positive note for the people? Now, the positive note is simply this. You are where you're supposed to be at this very moment. Every experience is part of God's plan. The Breakfast Club. 